What's up guys? It's a great day. This is Fuquan Bilal and we are back with another great episode of the PFREI podcast series. We interview experts in the real estate business in order to provide you with some of the best investment strategies and techniques used by leading fund managers, financiers, house flippers, and more. We appreciate every single one of you for taking the time to press play on the podcast and hope you enjoy this new episode. All right, guys, we're back again for another great episode of PFREI. I'm your host, Fuquan Bilal, and today we're going to really get into it. We have a, a special guest, Chris Craddock from, or Craddock, I'm sorry, Craddock from REI Revive. Um, so, Chris, you have a podcast also, right? I do. I do. It's, it's kind of for agent investors. So it's called Uncommon Real Estate. And it's for uh, the, the retail agent that's also an investor as well. Awesome. So Chris is the founder and CEO of Reddux Group, the Reddux Group, a nationally acclaimed real estate team. Uh, he's also the host of the podcast you just mentioned, Uncommon Real Estate Podcast. He's a realtor, real estate investor, coach, entrepreneur who runs multiple successful businesses in the Washington, Washington D.C. metro area, um, the DMV area, right? <laughs> Chris' uh, real estate team has That's sold. right, DMV. Yep, DMV. I those I used to come down there and put some put some work in down there. Um, basically, uh, you know, his team has sold over 150 million dollars of real estate last year in 2020. So we're going to definitely dive into that. He's also been married for 20 years. That's a blessing, man, and a proud father of six beautiful children. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> well, oh, you, so well, you, you, you got you, that. Uh, you got you got sent that uh, my bio uh, right before him because yesterday was my 21 anniversary, 21st anniversary yesterday. So congratulations! A, about a week ago, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was more excited about the six kids. Like married for 21 years, six kids, all by the same woman. That says a lot. Um, and I'm, I don't know if you guys were if you had all boys, and she was like, "We got to have a girl," and you guys ended up with. Six kids. How many boys? How many girls? So our oldest is a girl, and then we got four boys, and then our youngest is a girl. Okay, and that's what our, that's what it was. We need to get yeah. another girl. We need to get another girl. <laughs> she needs right, a sister right, to play right. with. <laughs> so let's jump into it, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, definitely want to dig into that 150 million worth of sales. I know the sellers and everybody back right now with the COVID thing that's happening, low inventory, so that's helping. Um, you know, good real estate investors look great and smarter. Um, you know, it's the market that's giving us 50% of that push, making us look like a genius of what we're doing. But, you know, we'll talk about the, the flip side of that as well. Uh, Chris is a veteran in the business as well. He's been involved in real estate since 2003. We were just talking about that. So the first question I always ask the guests is, why are you passionate for real estate investing? Well, it's life changing, right? So I was in ministry for a long time. You see that, um, you know, what, 53% of marriages end in divorce and something like 73% of those divorces cite financial stress as like one of the biggest reasons for that. Like you just can't, you can't divorce our life with money, right? Like that's just, just how it goes. And so um, with that said, you know, I, I just feel like real estate's one of the, I don't want to say easy because nothing's easy. One of the simplest paths to building wealth. So I love it, man. I, I just love it. It, you know, reducing our financial stress makes our life better. 
Yeah, let's talk about some pain points during this journey, because I like to share with people, you know, real estate is, is a great vehicle. It can definitely help build wealth, as you just mentioned. But there's a lot of challenges, right? It's just not you jump in it and everything goes successful. You actually have to go through um, certain stages before you figure out, hey, you know, this is only this business only grow to the extent that I do. So let's talk about some of the challenges you had where you had to press reset. I know you started in 20, 2003, um, you know, and it sounded like you got out of it for a while and came back in 2011. We was talking about it, you know, before I pushed the record button. What was that time gap? Was it the market crash in 08 that was like a mental reset for you? Or were you one of the smart ones and you saw it writing on the wall and you were able to get through and navigate without a scratch? Well, I'll tell you, I'm a huge uh, Jim Collins fan, right? I love Good to Great, and I love his book, How the Mighty Fall. And one of the things that he says in How the Mighty Fall, he's, he's like, there's a handful of things. Like, you just shouldn't discount the role of luck or providence, right? So I'd love to say I was a genius and I knew to get out. <laughs> but I'll just say, it. I made a bunch of money. Like, when I, was, when I started flipping houses in 2003, I made 12 times what I made in a year in about four months. And... And I, I just bought the house that I live in now. We're building another house right now. But uh, um, we've been in here for, I mean, forever now, for a long time. So I bought this house that we're in now. And, um, yeah, it, it was good. And then, you know, as we had more and more kids, it just got harder and harder to, like anybody that with many kids understands, it's like literally put your, uh, your money in a bathtub and then pull the plug, right? Because that's what's going to happen. And, uh um, and so I just needed to make some more money. So like I, I, through Providence and luck or whatever you want to call it, I, uh, I just happened to be out and during that crash. And, um, and when I got back in, you know, it's, it's just been really, really good. So, but I'll tell you, I had some other issues. Like, um, one of the other things Jim Collins says and how the mighty fall is the hubris born of success. Right. And so, um, I, when I got back in, I, I started, I, I mean, I made a lot of money really, really fast. And so I thought I could make, I thought, I, I thought I was Midas, man. I thought anything I touched would turn to gold. And so what happened was I, I just kept getting deals and I started borrowing as much as I could from banks, as much as I could from friends and family. And I, one day I woke up with $10 million in debt and uh, well, I owed 10 million for properties um, to friends, family, and banks. And I realized that we had over, overhead that I would not be able to cover. And so, um, yeah, it got ugly really, really, really fast. Mm. And what, what, how did you navigate out that situation? You know, educate us on, you ran into an issue where you were over leveraged and you, you figured out, you understood that what was the action steps to getting your freedom? Man. So I'll tell you, I, one thing that I, I always talk about is the five minute funeral. So we had that five minute funeral. I talked to my wife. She was so upset because, you know, my house was at risk. Everything we had was at risk. Everything we worked for was at risk. And uh, a friend of mine told me about this cheesy YouTube video um, from 19, the 1980s called Just Do It by a guy named Art Williams. And I'll tell you, it's 18 minutes long. If you've never seen it, it's just powerful. And, and his whole point behind it is just do it. And he's like, well, houses aren't selling, just do it. You know, like these things aren't doing, just do it anyway. It doesn't matter. Just get up and do it. Right. It's never a lack of resources, a lack of resourcefulness, do it, do it, do it again. And, uh, watch that video. And I'll tell you, my wife and I, we got down on our knees and prayed and we just said, we got up and I just said, I'm going to do it. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to do it. And so what happened was 
Um, one that's, that was pretty much the launch of our retail business. Um, you know, because I knew I needed to make money fast. So I started pouring into that because I knew I could make money fast. Um, <clears throat> to, I, uh, man, I, I was selling properties at a discount at a loss, just saying I can make up for it. If, as long as I can get through the short term, give me, give me some time and I'll make up for it, which I did. It took two years to get out of it. It cost me $660,000 in cash, which I paid off in two years. Um, I was, I'll tell you, you never want to be the one doing owner, like subject to owner financing. But I was, I was offering that to people that I trusted um, where I would leave the loan in my name and I just sold them my properties so that they could do it. Cause I didn't have the resources or the money to get it done. That's not where you want to be, but you know, desperate times. Right. And so I was just everything I could creative. I was never as creative as I was during that time. I never worked as hard <laughs> as I did during that time, but I got out of it. And honestly, it made me the man that I am today. It made my business, it made my retail yes. business, Yes. flourish like it did. And then all the other nine businesses that we built from that all came because that really blew up and, and, and became what it was. But I'll tell you, one of my mentors said this to me a long time ago, he said, never trust a man, never trust a person that doesn't walk with a limp. And so that was like the, uh, the big thing. I'll tell you. <laughs> you did, don't trust him right. Who didn't never been beat up before. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well, I'll tell you, like I was just talking to a guy who's who is uh, one of my buddies is investing all this money in this syndication, this real estate syndication. I talked to the guy who was syndicating it, and the guy has only been in it for two years. And I asked him what is his plan if it goes bad, and he's like, "No, no, no, he's buying at a five percent cap rate, right?" And he's like, cool. "Oh no, it's not going to go bad. It's not going to go bad." And he's like, "He's like, we're buying right," and I'm like, "Dude." A 5% cap rate isn't a rate that has a lot of flexibility if it goes yeah, wrong. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, like it's just, it's just crazy that he doesn't walk with a limp. And so he thinks that he thinks that because he was successful other places that he'd be a successful here. And I'm like, bro, if you don't have a plan B, like if, if things don't go well, there will come a time when things don't go well. <laughs> yeah. I, I eat COVID. So let's fast yeah. forward now. You, you got through that hardship. It made you a better man. You got a couple of bruises, punched in the face. You actually, you know, seem like you fight better with blood in your mouth anyway. You learn, you learn some creative strategies that I'm pretty sure you, you know how to utilize now and more notches on your belt. Now COVID comes, right? You built this whole big success thing. Boom. Before your success of your team selling 150 million real estate, COVID comes. Like, what do you do? Like, it's a whole different type of reset you can't use the resources you had before because things are shut down and nobody's doing anything like how did you pivot through that or what did you have in place to help you pivot through that well i'll tell you you know i didn't think covid was really going to be a thing and so i kept being like yeah whatever 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 and and then i still remember i i was just walking out of out of our master bathroom into the bedroom and my wife is like she's like chris i know you've been I've been talking about this COVID thing. You've been talking about this thing. The world is shutting down tomorrow. Like it's shutting down tomorrow. And I looked and all of a sudden it looked real. I'm like, holy crap, this is real. Like, like the world is shutting down. And so I was looking at it and I have a hundred grand, more than a hundred grand, but like it cut it down. I've got like a hundred grand that goes out every single month, whether I sell a house or not in my, in my businesses. And so like I've got salaries, I got people that depend on me, people that are like family to me. And I'm like, holy crap. And I, I mean, I had to have one of those minutes of like that five minute funeral where I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and honestly, the crazy thing was 
I sat and I started thinking about it and I'm like, you know what? I, I thought about that time, you know, where I was 10 million in debt. I thought about like a number of different times and, and I'm like, man, I've been through some rough stuff and I'm still standing. And one thing that I do know is that um, we're going to find a way through it. And I'm like, these are my people. And if we got to sell our houses, if we got to, even if they're not selling, you know, that's one of the things Art Williams says, how's our sell? Sell it anyway. You know, like, like whatever you got to do, get it done. Um, the tough thing too was I had just bought some stuff in cash that I was flipping and I didn't have my cash back. So like I was like, I mean, I had some money, but I didn't have a ton of liquid assets because of the fact that um, it was just all, it, it was all tied up. So I'm like, dang, I need to get that, that cash back. I need to get money back. All the banks were taking a long time. So, but I just was like, I don't care. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. I, you know, if I, if I have to um, lose my net worth to keep my, my friends and family employed and keep them going, I'll do that because I know I can rebuild. And, and that, that was the confidence that I had because of what happened. It's like when, when a bone breaks, you know, they say it grows back stronger. Um, the confidence I had because of what happened um, when we, when I was in, in debt like that, um, I, I just know that, that we can figure it out. It may be hard, yeah. but we'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. A lot of people went through a lot of different transitions. I think the multifamily guys got hit the hardest. You know, a lot of those guys couldn't pay the investors. They were building reserves. Um, it was scary times. And, now, um, probably somewhere around <coughs> June or July, the, the, the world started to open back up slowly in 2020. Is that where you built your momentum where there was such a demand in the market for inventory? Your team was right there, ready to attack. Because during that time that it was slow, everybody was communicating, building, teams got more closer, people evaluated their businesses better to see what they can cut out to alleviate debt. I think a lot of people got stronger during that period. It was like you didn't know what was going on, but you had enough time to really step outside your business and work on the business instead of in the business. Did that kind of help put the selling your back and your team to kind of get that $150 million worth of property sold? Yeah. I mean, that that was I mean, that was the whole thing is learning how to how to bring in leverage, how to get get that done. And and so for me, actually, with the 150 million, one of the things there was because of the big um, the big investor piece, uh, that, that I had in my background, um, you know, I was just working so hard myself to get that next property sold on the retail side. And then I realized that these investors, like these, these friends of mine, these other investors, they have just massive, massive amounts of seller leads. But if 20 people call, um, uh, like, let's say you're a wholesaler, right? You get 20 people that call saying, I want to sell my house right? Out of the 20 people, maybe four of them are going to sell at 65, 70 cents on the dollar, right? At, at what your buy box is, right? And of those four, you're probably going to lock up one. Well, 19 others wanted to sell. And with 19 others, somebody is going to get paid on those 19, but it's not going to be you. And so that's what I started looking at. I just started, I went to some of the biggest wholesalers in the area and I just said to them, I'm like, Hey, let me take those dead leads of yours. Those ones that that aren't going anywhere, sitting in your CRM um, and tell, and, and let me start working those for you. And I'll send you money when they sell. And uh, cause they're all licensed agents. I could send a referral fee. Boom. It, it was done. And so um, we started working that. And uh, I mean, man, we started growing so fast and that was actually 
like, I mean, I have one wholesaler, just a massive wholesaler that, uh, you know, we're sending more than six, 60 grand a month to them. And these are deals that were just sitting dead in their CRM. And then, um, when I started REI revived through uh, wholesaling Inc, um, you know, I started working with some, um, some wholesalers that are brand new. I mean, brand new in the business and they're making more money. I mean, it's, it literally, it's upside down wholesaling. It's, it's, you know, basically you bring in people, you just give them to somebody else and let somebody else go close them for you and just write the check. You do what you're doing, right? You keep doing your wholesaling stuff, but you can actually make more money on these deals that other people are, are closing for you, which is just so, crazy. So, so let me get an understanding if I'm hearing you correctly. Here's what I'm hearing. I'm a wholesaler. I built this book of business. Um, you know, I can't find stuff that's within my buy box, but I'm getting people who's saying I'm willing to sell, um, you know, but I want market price and I'm not willing to let go because I know the market is on fire. So instead of letting those become dead leads, partnering up with someone, a broker or someone who can help you reposition those, get in the market, sell it. And if the wholesaler is also a licensed real estate agent, they can get a referral fee. And because they have a pipeline of these, they can generate some income off of deals they would have never closed or someone else would have listed or the homeowner would have did a FISBO and sold it. Now they have a way to, for an outlet for those, what they call leads stuck in the system because they don't fit in their buy box. Is that correct? That's right. That, that's exactly right. That's right. I mean, and, and just think about it. It's like, I mean, just logically, you have 20 people that say they want to sell their house. Of the 20, how many of them are likely going to sell at 65 cents on the dollar, right? You've got so many people that aren't. And right now they're not being monetized. And and even the people that have tried, so I got a good buddy of mine up in uh, up in Michigan. It's so funny. We're, we're in a mastermind together. We were hanging out and he was like, so tell me, explain to me what you do. And I explained to him, he's like, Chris, we've been kicking stuff to agents for years. And he's like, honestly, the crazy thing to me is, he's like, I'm more shocked when I get a check than when I don't get a check. And he's like, so you're telling me that with the right system, that it should like you should be getting massive amounts of checks. I was like, brother, and this is it. For every deal you do, you should get at least two other checks from, from an agent if you follow the right system, if you follow the right process. But that's the problem is that most agents, it's like, hey, do you want to talk to an agent? Well, of course they don't. If they, if they wanted to talk to an agent, they would have called an agent. They, their brother's uncle is an agent. They don't want to talk to an agent. You know? and, and, and then when, when people do go in, the agent makes them feel like it's been bait and switched. Like, Hey, no, no, I want to talk to an investor. You're an agent. So if you don't have the right scripting, if you don't have the right dialogue, then people go in and they're like, they don't want to talk to you. Like that's, that's the whole thing. And, and here's the other thing. If you understand the five reasons and, and I'll tell you the five reasons, I mean, we all know the five reasons why they called an investor rather than an agent, right? They don't want to pay an agent commission, right? They, they think their house is too jacked up to, to put it on the MLS, right? They, they need to sell fast. Maybe they're moving. Maybe they got a foreclosure. Maybe they got whatever it is. They need to sell fast, right? They don't want people coming in their house um, uh, and seeing because maybe they're a hoarder and they, they're, they're embarrassed their neighbors will see it. Like this. So they don't want pictures. They don't want to put it out there publicly. Or five, they don't want people coming in at all hours of the day. They want convenience. So if you understand that those are the five reasons that somebody called an investor and you have amazing scripts that absolutely answer all of those five reasons, then that agent should walk in, be able to crush it and literally be a tiger playing with hamsters and close those up all the time. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I see a lot of challenges um, with that as well because you have some homeowners who uh, they don't want to list because of the reasons you mentioned, but they want market value. So it's it's tough, 
and of course you have the right scripts and everything in place. Um, and basically that allows you to make the transition, you know, when you are speaking to the home and to, to kind of guide them on what's the best solution for them, because you want to make it a win-win for them, right? If it's not a situation where you can get it that 65 cents in a dollar, pretty much go from there. And uh, I got my landscaper here. I don't know if you hear my landscaper going. <laughs> oh, he, deci- he decided to come during his time. And <laughs> but anyway, all good, brother. All good. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's that's a good way to transition it. Um, but yeah, let's talk about this wholesale and ink thing. I see um, I'm checking out your website. I see you have uh, programs. I see you do some mentoring as a way that you give back. Let's tell the audience a little bit about that and how um, you know they can follow up and get some more information um, on that. If you guys don't know, it's wholesalinginc.com. Uh, I think it's forward slash revive, right? Yeah, can they get it from exactly wholesaling? Right. Okay. Yeah, that's R-E-V-I-V-E. Make sure you guys go there and check that out. But let's talk a little bit about that, Chris. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll tell you, that's the uh, that's the big thing right there is um, if, you, if you really, if you're spending any money on marketing, any money at marketing, and you're not monetizing like all of the leads that come in that you can't do yourself. It's just crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy in my opinion, because you've just got tens of thousands every, every month. I mean, I tell, I told you about that big wholesaler, literally they had, I mean, they're, they're getting sent like 60 grand a month right now. They like, it's, it's insane how much money they're being sent three quarters of a million dollars a year. I don't care how big your organization is, an extra three quarters of a million dollars for deals that you're not paying an extra cent for is just crazy, crazy money. So um, that's the uh, that's the thing is, is if you're not monetizing those deals, you really, really need to look at what you're doing. Yeah, that's awesome. And you guys make sure you check out the website. Uh, There's a lot of great information. I'm actually looking through it now. Um, Got the podcast there as well. Got some merch. And everything. So you guys make sure you go check it out. Wholesalinginc.com forward slash revive. Um, any any last key uh, words or thoughts you want to leave our listeners with? Um, you know, we gave information on how to get in contact with you. But as far as people who are looking to uh, do wholesaling or invest in today's market, what type of guidance can you give them? Well, I'll tell you the uh, you know the biggest key in my opinion is. Um, is that you really, 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 you got to understand it's activity and skill, right? Are you talking to enough people? My friend Brent Daniels has a, uh, has a, a program called TTP, talk to people, right? It's so simple. Just talk to enough people. Activity, if you talk to enough people, I don't care how good of a salesperson you are. If you talk to enough people, you're going to outperform a bad salesperson any day of the week. But then The second piece is skill, right? Your business is going to grow to the extent that you grow. So are you getting better at what you're saying? Because then if you talk to a lot of people and you're good at what you're saying, right, then it just, it's, it's massive. And so for me personally, I literally spend uh, 10% of my income on personal development. So I spend over a hundred thousand dollars a year on, uh, on development so that, um, because I know that where I cap out is what I know. Right. And so I'm willing to pay for speed, right? I'll get wherever I need to go, but heck, if somebody can show me the path faster and I can make an extra $10 million, you know, in, in half the time, I'm going to do that. And, and so somebody actually asked me, and I'm curious if you could take everything that you know now and put it into a pill and give it to yourself so that you <laughs> know what you know now, five years ago, how much would you pay for that pill? I'm curious. 
Oh wow! I I would probably pay maybe I would pay a half a million for it. Yeah, I pay half a I million mean, for it. I mean, that's that's the crazy thing. <laughs> I was I was saying like for me, you know, the number I put out there was was a million bucks, but it's probably even yeah. more than that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The I difference of the difference of what I'm making now versus what I made five years ago, like how if, if I could literally if I knew what I knew now. I would have grown my business like I. Pr- it wouldn't be the same size as it is now, but it would be awful darn close because I know the I know the path, right? And so that's the thing is find people that are going to show you the path, and, and maybe you don't pay for coaching, but you it, but you better find a mentor. You better find somebody that knows the path and says, "Hey, look, I know it's dark here, but just follow me through here so that you don't step off and there's a cliff over there." Yeah, those are all good points. I think it's important to pay for speed. Like guys, when you are part of a mastermind or you're hiring a mentor or coach, you're paying for speed, right? You're paying for somebody who already blazed the trail and they're giving you the cheat code. So I was like that as well. I didn't want to spend money. I went to a lot of places where they had the credit card machine in the back of the room. You know, some of that stuff probably had value, but I never, you know, believed in myself to do it. I was like, hey, I go to Barnes and Noble and get the book myself and learn it. Why am I going to get this guy 20 grand? But it wasn't until I really understood the concept of being in a room with people with a different mindset in the brain trust, you know, of a mastermind or being a part of some type of mentorship. Um, And when I started to really um, pay for those services, that helped me grow faster, way faster. I mean, the things that I've learned in one year being a part of a mastermind has helped me learn five years that it would have took me to learn on my own. So just keep that in mind. Another great episode. Really appreciate you coming on the show today, Chris. Chris Craddock. So make sure you guys check him out. Make sure you guys check us out on all the social media platforms. Uh, Signing off, PFREI, a passion for real estate investments. Catch you guys at the next episode. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Passion for Real Estate Investments podcast. Looking forward to providing you guys with more testimonials from successful real estate investors. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at a passion, the number four, REI. Thanks so much, guys. And until next time, it's a great day.